Wayne, Indiana, the fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. For a Saturday, October 17th, 2020, that guy over there about uh, six and a half feet away is uh, Mr. Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I am Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us. If you want to be part of the show, if you've got a, a rant, you got a suggestion, you got an opinion, Four six eight six two. That's four six eight six two. The automotive color and supply text line, where you can get your thoughts heard and uh, broadcast, and we will chat about that. Uh, and once again, I mean, uh, the last few weeks of the season, of course, uh, talking sports has been heavily on high school football, and uh, for for good reason. It's a very popular sport and uh, one that. A lot of people uh, are very passionate about, and it shows through the text line and, and all the texts that have come in, and uh, we enjoy that feedback from you. So, uh, once again, we're going to continue this week and into next week probably with uh, high school football as kind of the, uh, the preeminent topic for talk and sports, at least the next couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully we'll have other things to talk about. Hopefully we can talk professional basketball. Hopefully we can talk professional hockey and uh, some of the newsmakers that are happening locally. So uh, that's uh, that's what we're going to do. But uh, but hey, there's Justin Kenny over there. Justin, good morning, sir. Hello, how are you? I am wonderful this morning. Good. Uh, just uh, outstanding. Uh, nice, crisp. Yeah, nice, crisp, crisp morning. Oh. I think anytime it's in the 30s, we can call it crisp. Yeah, I think that's a good you know, definition for it. We're hitting close to 60 today, and the sun out, so good day to get outside. Yeah, it looks like we got a chance of rain the next uh, several days. Yeah. So I guess that's, I would say, good for the farmers, but I think they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to get some dry weather so they can get those crops in. Yeah, for so. sure, especially with the freeze you know, we've had the last couple nights. I think it's time to, to get the crops up, so... Most definitely, most definitely. So it's it's funny that we're talking farming and crops and things like. Well, that. when we look outside and you know we get cornfields and and stuff and farming here, out the window, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know it fits the it fits the mold of what we see outside. Yeah, very nice and pastoral. Yeah, it is very nice. Pastoral. <laughs> Four six eight six two, like we said. Four six. We eight, promise six, we'll two. talk sports here, yes. folks. We promise. We promise. Yeah. Uh, Automotive color and supply text line. Uh, great night of high school football. And, and once again, don't want to belabor the weather uh, topic, but man, we had great weather once again last night. We have been very fortunate because we have been part of some really nasty weather nights in, uh, in, in past seasons. Yeah. And we just didn't have that. I think we had one, maybe one night where there was a little bit of a breeze, uh, maybe a little bit... Uh, 
I don't even know if it was wet. I don't think we ever had a wet Friday, which you know fits because you know when you move the uh, the tailgate show indoors this year, yeah, of course it wouldn't rain. Of course it wouldn't uh, be uh, an advantage to you to stay out of the wind and rain because it always was at least once during the year you were caught oh, in a deluge. I remember the perf well the perfect storm. Well, Brett Rumps is, is I mean when you talk intense stories, Brett's uh, <laughs> Brett's is is the quintessential, and I don't want to I don't want to. Disparage it by me trying to describe it. If you know Brett, ask him about it someday if you haven't already heard it. But I recall last year when we were at Spooler Stadium and we had the pop up tent up, and yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere from Smithfield, here comes this big black cloud with rain and wind, and we had Mr. Justin Prince from. Uh, 55 Fox, we had Dan Vance from outside the huddle.net and myself, yours truly, all under this tent. And all of a sudden, the back legs of this tent came up about, well, now I'd say about eight feet off the ground. It was really about two. <laughs> Every time you tell but, the story, it gets better. But bigger. it's been a year. It's been a minute. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and holy cow, you know, it, in we just all sprung into action, grabbed something, and, and of course, Mr. Prince, uh, former offensive lineman that he is, uh, basically grabbed it, I think, by one hand and said, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, but that was memorable, uh, very memorable, And uh, but, hey, the show went on, so that's, I guess, the important thing. So No crazy stories of weather for you this year. Even. No, but even indoors, I do wear a helmet. I yes. <laughs> never know. Well, let's get to the scores. From games that were contested last night, and congratulations in the Summit Athletic Conference go to the Homestead Spartans, who maintain, retain the victory bell. It's it's a bell now that I believe, as you said last week or so, doesn't need to be painted. Again. Nope. And, Looks good. And they, they had to overcome some adversity. En route. Yeah. Uh, obviously started out this season uh, with without their linebacking core and lost in week one, putting them in a, a very uh, unusual position to start out a, an SAC season 0-1-1, but then ran the table. Yep. And uh, did it uh, in grand fashion. Of course, every time you get another quality opponent like uh, Bishop DeWanger, uh, last year the Spartans uh, were victorious. 17 to 15, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. This year it was triple overtime and stopping Brendan Lytle uh, just a couple inches short of the goal line on a, on a try for two in, in triple overtime. So it, not without his excitement, not without its uh, its adversity, too, because mm -hmm. of, of the, the COVID or the, the basically uh, – not so much positive COVID testing, but the 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 trace, the um, you know being in exposed, let's yeah. put it that way, yeah, uh, cost them their their entire offensive line. Yeah, entire offensive line out. Most of the uh, the backups out too had to be in quarantine after one member of that position group was diagnosed with COVID. So um, it, it was significantly shorthanded for Homestead last night. We knew about it for a couple days. 
um, but really didn't want to put it out there because we didn't really know how comfortable Chad was, Coach Zolman, in releasing it and not knowing how widespread the news had become. About yesterday afternoon, enough people knew that we, you know, we put it out there. So not just missing the offensive line and the majority of the backups, missing Braden Hardwick, who was a non-COVID-related mm-hmm. illness last night. But Evan Armsby goes to work once again. Comfortable win for Homestead. They keep the bell. And uh, I, I think it's... It's a blessing in disguise that Homestead has that uh, that that buy next week six a five a get the buy uh, because Homestead would not be able to play those players next week either. So um, the hope and expectation is to open the postseason against Snyder in two weeks. They'll be at full strength, but with the uncertainty surrounding every athletics program right now, who who the heck knows how the rosters are going to look in two weeks. But, you know, Homestead overcomes, you know, missing a key amount of personnel, something they weren't able to do in week one. Yes, and they were victorious over Southside, 41 to nothing. Carter Dixon, five extra points on the night, had a 32-yard field goal and, for good measure, a 42-yard field goal. One of the better kickers in the entire area has got quite the leg on him. A very impressive performance by Carter Dixon, who has a shot at being first-team All-SAC kicker. How about that? Other scores from around the SAC last night had uh, uh, Carroll beating Wayne 56-12. to Jeff Becker had four touchdown passes and then rushed for a couple himself. Oh, and, uh, another day at the office. On, on a fine Regular season for the junior a signal caller at Carroll. Um, you know, what more can you say? And he, and he had hit a lot of targets as well. I think he hit three different targets in his four uh, touchdown passes. So, um, yeah, Carroll. Uh, uh, and, and they're another team that uh, is getting better, getting uh, getting healed up. 7-2 and two coming into 6A playoffs. And, yeah. and, of course, won't be playing next week. Have that week off to uh, recover from bumps and bruises and things like that. In other games, it was Bishop Dwenger over Northrop, forty-one to nothing. Bishop Dwenger ends their season eight and one. As we talked, their only blemish, the uh, the triple overtime loss to uh, Summit Athletic Conference champ Homestead in that one. And uh, but Demarius Cowan, yep, in that game becomes the all-time leading rusher in Northrop Bruin history. 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 Beat uh, Terrence Shepard's record of 2,332 yards. He set that in the early 90s. Uh, He's actually the older brother of Jamarcus Shepard, who's now the wide receiver coach at Purdue. So uh, Cowan now sits at 2,477 yards for his career. He's a a little over 1,500 yards on the season. Broke the single-season rushing record that was held by Larry Kennedy way back in 1972. Yes. Yeah, and there were some outstanding football players coming out of Northrop High School in the 70s and early 80s, and uh, and then once again, you know, in the late 90s. So uh, congratulations, Mr. Cowan. In an overtime game, Northside, the Legends only score 14 points, yeah. but they held Concordia to seven, winning that game. Uh, Northside gets the win, and, and that was a game that you heard right here on 1380 The Fan last night, the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Shannon Griffith and Brett Rump had the call on that one, and what an outstanding game that was. You 
had a hunch that Concordia was going to be able to perhaps contain somewhat that high-flying north side offense. But to the tune of just 14 points, how about that? Right, yeah, good, good job by Concordia. It had a good job by Northside getting that win in overtime. Deuce Taylor throws uh, his 30th touchdown pass of the season. That's a single-season record at Northside High School and a long history uh, of North there. So a, a big, big accomplishment by Deuce. And, you know, the, the defense showing up when it needed to for Northside. That's yes. been the Achilles heel of that team all season long. And I know Concordia isn't exactly a high-flying offense, but it is at least a uh, momentum builder for that much maligned defensive unit heading into the postseason. And congratulations to uh, assistant coach Ben Johnson, was the head acting head coach last night for Mike Brevard, who was in quarantine. Um, coach Brevard's son had, had COVID earlier this week, and uh, good to say that he's doing much better, his son. But uh, Coach Johnson steps up in Coach Brevard's absence, and he's 1-0 as acting head coach. There we go. Yeah, uh, the legends uh, in an outstanding one. Snyder, 35. Bishop Lewers, 13. Tyrese Brown, all five touchdowns for the Panthers. 32 rushes, 289 yards, five touchdowns. He had himself a night, and it was the the, the latest example of Snyder just being a much better football team than earlier in the season. Talked to, to Mr. Brown last night. He said, you know, we just came into the season thinking our talent was going to take us, and, and, and Coach Tipman echoed that and said, when you have so many young players that uh, watched the last couple years, older players just do it, uh, they felt like it was going to come easy, and it didn't come easy, and they got a reality check the first two weeks of the season. Since then, Snyder is 5-2. and two. They battled Bishop DeWanger tough. They had a lopsided loss to Homestead, which I can guarantee you next time around in two weeks, that game's a little bit closer. So you're seeing the evolution of Snyder throughout the season much improved. They look a lot more settled and know what they're doing. They're reacting instead of thinking, and a, a good win for them at Spoiler last night to head into the postseason on a winning note. And you've got, with Snyder, you've got Tyrese Brown, who is a junior. Yep. Dominic Moore, or, or Dominic Moon on the uh, defensive side of the ball as a junior. Yep. And I think DJ Moore, the offensive lineman. Yeah, DJ Moore, who who hasn't played the last two weeks, nursing a minor injury. He should be ready to go in a couple weeks. But yeah, he's a junior. Um, you know, Iso Robinson was was the best player in the field last night. Now he's a senior, but uh, but by and large, they have one senior starter on offense, four senior starters on defense. So, um, yeah, Snyder will be back atop uh, in, in the SAC championship conversation next year. Don't you worry. No doubt about it. So those are the scores from around the Summit Athletic Conference. Tell you what, let's do. Let, let's go ahead. Let's take a, our first time out of the morning, and uh, we'll come back with the scores from the Northeast Eight ACAC and Northeast Corner Conference as well, and then uh, break down some of these first-round matchups in sectional play for the IHSAA tournament uh, that will take place but before i do that i want to tell you about and i've been preaching this and preaching this if you have a water softener doesn't have to be a culligan softener either any kind of water softener is it working do you know i mean have you tested it yeah $29.95. It's a small investment for a lot of peace of mind. Give Culligan a call. They will come out and they will inspect any kind of softener that you may have and 
check it for its proper recharging, making sure that it's working properly, making sure that you actually have soft water. If you got a softener, it, you might as well have soft water in your home, right? Yeah. So they will take all those tests for you as well and uh, let you know exactly where your water softener stands. Some, some water softeners will last 30 years. Some will last five years. You don't know. If you just moved into a house that's got a softener, you have no idea. Twenty nine ninety five. Give them a call today. 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional. Professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. The new 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Fort Wayne Sports Station. The name's changed and so has our lineup. Listen live all day long for the latest in sports with Clay Travis. Every weekday morning starting at 6. Dan Patrick at 9 a.m. Colin Cowherd at noon. And Brett Rump in the Sports Rush from 4 to 6. And Fox Sports all night and all weekend long. Fort Wayne Sports Station. Now 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We teamed up with AAA to save you 20% online or in store. That's why they call us the Savings Dream Team. Okay, we're the only ones calling us that. But it's true. Your AAA membership can save you 20% at Napa. So we're basically superheroes with the most specific power ever, saving you 20%. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 20% off regular retail prices with valid AAA membership card. Offer ends 10 20 does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Hoy es miércoles y el clima está muy bueno afuera. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com to start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. You're planning on remodeling your bathroom. You want something personal and unique, and you want only the best quality products, which is why you're planning on ordering your shower door from the custom craftsman of City Glass. But why stop there? Why not have the same professionals custom cut the just right mirror for your bathroom as well? There's no need to settle for anything off the shelf when the City Glass craftsman can cut and design the perfect mirror for your bathroom. Don't worry about special sizing. They can custom size your mirror just as they would your shower door. And what about a unique look? Not a problem. For example, they can frame your mirror or even cut it so that your vanity lights can fit in the mirror rather than having to mount a separate fixture above the mirror. Maybe you don't need a new mirror at all and can just have an existing one recut or refurbished. Yeah, they can do that too. 
So do this for yourself. When you're ready to choose a shower door from City Glass, choose a mirror as well. City Glass, quality glass products, a cut above the rest. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports. On a beautiful but crisp Saturday morning, along with Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Have a question, have an opinion, have a rant? Hey, give us a text at 46862. 46862. That's the number for the Automotive Color and Supply text line. And uh, it is open for business right now. As we just gave you the scores from the Summit Athletic Conference football games that took place last night. Well, let's move to the Northeast 8 Conference. And uh, in the Northeast 8, it was East Noble blanking Belmont by a score of 42 to nothing. Uh, unfortunately, Belmont has uh, yet to get their first win of the season. They are 0-7, while East Noble finishes out the conference 4-2, 6-3 overall. Congratulations go out this morning to the Leo Lions football team and the school. AD Dave Boyce, Coach Jared Souter and company, everybody, 38 to nothing over the DeKalb Barons last evening. And, uh, and by the way, Leo, in nine games, Justin has given up a grand total of 62 points. That's less than seven points per average per game through nine weeks. And then how many points did Mooresville score on them? 34? Yeah, I mean, that was over half so of the over points half they of the scored. Points, yeah. yeah, they gave up. So uh, a very staunch defense. Heads into postseason play with that championship as well. Seven and zero conference, eight and one overall, and uh, congrats to the Leo Lions. It was the New Haven Bulldogs over Huntington North, forty-one to seven in Huntington last night. Uh, the Bulldogs finish out uh, two and four in the conference, but five and four overall. And it was kind of a, a tale of. of Two New Haven teams this year, right? You know, but their their high point was uh, going uh, to three and zero after beating Pioneer. Yeah, the number their one only team loss. in two A. Yeah, you know, and uh, so I mean, my goodness, uh, had things going, but then, and this is this is that Northeast Eight Conference that is becoming tougher and tougher mm-hmm. and tougher yep. each and every year. You know, we used to think it was the SAC was the tough one that you had to run the gauntlet every week. Hey, not so fast. You've got a Northeast 8 conference that is, uh, you know, and, and that was even after losing, you know, Carroll and Homestead to the SAC. Right. But they brought Leo and Hunting to North in. Hey, uh, you've, you've got some outstanding football being played night in and night out and some outstanding individual talent, too. Yeah. Most definitely. Good road win for New Haven. As you said, they kind of been shuffling the last uh, last half of the season. So uh, New Haven finishes uh, this, the regular season five and four. They get a matchup at South to start the regular or excuse me, the uh, the sectionals next week. So we'll see if they can keep it going into what has traditionally been a difficult venture for some East for some Northeast eight teams playing SAC teams, even lower tier SAC teams in the postseason. We saw a good Leo team several years ago get rocked by Southside in the postseason. So don't gloss over that New Haven-Southside game next Friday. 
Indeed. And in the final Northeast 8 game, it was Norwell beating Columbia City in a thriller, 45-34. to The Norwell Knights had to come back from a deficit. And, and we all know... You know, the the, uh, the talents of Greg Bolt from Columbia City yep. and T.J. Bedwell. T.J. Bedwell scored uh, on touchdown receptions last night of 57 and 96 yards in the first quarter. Yep. And then, for good measure, had a 72-yard reception as well for a touchdown. Yeah. So, um, you know, outstanding night. But let's talk about Eli Riley. Yeah. Engineering that comeback and, and throwing for, what, almost 300 yards, 283 yards on the night. For Eli Riley, and uh, you know, and we've been talking about Norwell's defense sure. pretty much, you know, through the second half of the season, how 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 tough they were. Well, when they have to get into a shootout, they're proving they can win those too. Absolutely, and you know, they were down twenty-one points in that game. So the resiliency of Nor- Norwell last night. I mean, another aspect of Norwell's game is being able to put up points too when they need to. So Norwell finishes six and one in the conference, eight and one overall on the season. They've won six straight games. They'll host Heritage next Saturday. Not Friday, Saturday next week uh, to begin the postseason. Heritage needing that extra day of practice because of COVID to make sure they get their kids in uh, the proper amount of practices after being quarantined. So that game will be Saturday. Uh, I have not yet heard of time. I don't know if it's going to be a Saturday kick. I don't know if it's going to be an afternoon game. Not sure. But watch out for Norwell. In this sectional, I feel like they are the favorite right now. I'll do due respect to Concordia. But... I think Norwell can beat the cadets in a tight one. I think they can beat them in a shootout. And it's a, it's, it's a team that continues to fly under the radar. Eli Riley, dual threat guy, as, as precision of a thrower as you're going to see in the area. And has some scoots to go with it. Escaped pressure time after time after time last night. Got upfield, turned something into nothing, and leads Norwell back to a big home win in the regular season finale. You know, and, and you said flying under the radar. That's exactly what Norwell's done all season long. At 8-1, and one, you wonder how that could be. But then you look at the, the NE8, and you had Columbia City getting out of the shoot at 5-0. and oh. So yeah. everybody's talking about, about you know, the, the offense at Columbia City and 5-0 and oh and their brand-new facility and everything. And, and they were the darlings right then, and, and for good measure, for, sure. for, for good reason. And then Leo, their only loss was to Mooresville in a game that they, they created – yeah. After having uh, their their regularly scheduled game canceled, so they get the game in, they go and and they don't take on just anybody. They go to Mooresville. Hey, hey you know, let's let's play the big boys. And uh, and as we said a little bit earlier, that was thirty four of the sixty two points they've given up right. this season. Yeah, so they scored seventeen on their own that night. But still, we've been talking a lot about the Columbia Cities and the Leos and East Noble for that matter. Yep. you know, getting off to a, a pretty good start. And then hey, what happened? So it, it was the same thing. The Norwell just was there. They were coming, and all of a sudden they're eight and one, and, and we got to notice. We are. So you know, conversely, Columbia City three straight losses after starting six and zero. Oh, so they're trying to find themselves. They're present to start the postseason as a trip to Kendallville next Friday night to take on the Knights. So uh, it doesn't get any easier for Columbia City. But uh, I feel like going into that sectional uh, that begins next week for Norwell uh, in 3A, sectional 27, I feel like they're the most complete football team right now in that field. That includes Concordia.
Oh, moving over to the Allen County Athletic Conference, a couple of games on tap last night. Adams Central over Woodland, 41-6, to and uh, I guess a, a, a tune-up for the Flying Jets. Yep. Uh, Woodland, hey, we know their history. We know what uh, what kind of kids, what kind of families they have, football families they have out in Woodburn, and uh, they'll be back. Yeah, they'll be back, and, and everything was completely dismantled in, in coming back. Mike Smith at the helm now. Let's see what uh, transpires there. But uh, Adam Central, 41-6 to over Woodland. A team that mirrors Norwell, the Bluffton Tigers. Right. Bluffton gets a 35-6 win non-conference over Lakeland last night. Hayden Nern had three touchdown passes. Cody Middlestead, and we'd say their names every Every single week. We do, right? Three touchdowns for uh, Mr. Middlestad as well. Well, Bluffton, 8-1 and one as well. 3-1 and one in ACAC play. But this is another team. You know, overall, in their nine games, they've scored 328 points. Yeah, and in the last five games in particular, they haven't scored less than 33 in a game. And that was at Greensburg, a pretty solid 3A opponent that they had to come from behind and win. And, you know, if there was a team that we could point to and say, I don't know how good they are yet, it would be Bluffton. Because while they're sitting 8-1, and one, they got smashed by South Adams. The Adams Central game got canceled because of COVID. They've played a solid Greensburg team that they beat. Northfield is okay as a 1A opponent that they started in week one. But other than that, it's been void of real challenges uh, at least with the wins. And mm-hmm. now they have to host Eastside next week. And the question is, yeah, you look at the records, 8-1, and 8-1. and one. How good is Bluffton's 8-1? and one? They have a lot of talent on that team, but has it been tested? And is it up to the quality of Eastside? That's the question heading in to next Friday's first-round matchup, which is the premier matchup, in my opinion, of the entire area in week one. And Eastside has been tested yes. immensely, so it yeah. should be an interesting, yeah, it should be an interesting matchup there. So those are the only two games that uh, that we had. Now, it, it, initially, uh, Jay County was supposed to play a school from Ohio last yeah. night, but with the new Buckeye restrictions on Hoosiers... Yep. They don't like Hoosiers right now they, in the Buckeye State. The the Jay County team, the Patriots, couldn't uh, couldn't go over the state line into Ohio to play without quarantining for what fourteen days or yeah. something like that. So they were going to play Benjamin Logan, uh, the school, not the man, uh, in Ohio last night, but that was canceled earlier in the day yesterday after new guidelines out of Ohio prevented Hoosiers from crossing the state line. So season, the regular season, they'll enter the postseason zero eight. There you go. Over to the Northeast Corner Conference. Games last night had, as we said, Bluffton beating Lakeland uh, by a score of 35 to six. Eastside gets a 42 to seven victory over Angola. Laban Davis had three rushing and two touchdown passes on the night. But did you see this coming? That the, the, the margin, right? No, I felt, you know, some people were, were kind of you know, questioning when we talked about this game potentially being an upset with Angola beating Eastside, the possibility at least. And they said, why would a 4A team 
beating a 2A team be an upset, but this is precisely why we saw that final score last night. Eastside is a phenomenal football team. It's the class of the NECC, and it's not even close. Uh, maybe Fairfield could hang within 20, to be honest, mm-hmm. but you know, Eastside's much better than anybody in that conference. Only two games this season, which they've allowed over seven points, the 14 points to Adam Central in Week 2, and then the 21 points at Concord in overtime earlier this month. Uh, it's been three straight road games for Eastside, Concord, Central Noble, and Golov. They've won two of them by 42-7 to seven scores. They go to Bluffton next week, so the road trip continues. And Eastside, that is a fascinating sectional 35 because you have Eastside in there, you have Fairfield in there, and then you have Bishop Lewers in there, which I don't feel like you can overlook at this point. Mm-mm. So, no. be so a good one. It, it should be. Uh, and you talked about Fairfield. Uh They've run the table in the big division, 4-0, 8-0 overall, giving up just 62 points, so almost as uh, stellar a defense as Eastside has shown statistically. But they beat uh, Busco 24-6, and uh, the Phoenix has risen completely for Fairfield. Yeah, undefeated regular season. Congratulations to Coach Matt Matt Thacker and that program who just a couple years ago was forfeiting games because they didn't have enough players, and now they're going 8-0 in the regular season. Uh, handled Angola. They handled Cherubusco last night, and they're an intriguing game or a team, as I said, in that sectional field in Class Two A, Three A. It was Fremont over Westdale, forty-nine to twenty-two. Fremont uh, evens up their overall record at three and three, zero uh, and one in small division conference play. Garrett. How about the railroaders? Railroaders get a victory over Central Noble last night, twenty-eight to twenty-one. How about that? Good job for for Chris DePue and the railroaders after back-to-back lopsided losses to Fairfield and Angola. Come back, win a uh, a tough matchup, come from behind game against Central Noble, win twenty-eight twenty-one. Good job, railroaders. Their reward is hosting Jimtown next week. Now that's a not as powerful as usual Jimtown team, but it's still pretty darn strong. That's right. It's it's a program with with history and uh, and success. The final score, the final game that we're going to talk about in the Northeast Corner Conference and the games from last night, featured Prairie Heights and West Noble, two teams that were looking for their first victory of the season, and the winner was West Noble. Hey, how about 34 that? Thirty-four to nothing over Prairie Heights. Congratulations. How about West Noble getting back on the winning track? And then, oh, yeah, by the way, they host Glenn next week uh, in, in first-round playoff play. But, um, yeah, congratulations to West Noble. And uh, Prairie Heights, uh, you know, ends up 0-9. Um, boy, struggled uh, mightily, gave up 364 points in those uh, uh, nine games and in uh, scored 60. So, you know, a, a tough season yeah. for for both, obviously, but uh, West Noble gets their victory. Those are the games from last night. What we're going to do, we're going to go ahead, step out, take a break, and then uh, uh, here's the sectional schedule. We'll uh, take a look at that when we return, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what we can. Uh, See what games are going to be of interest for next week. And we will tell you all that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Champions are made in October, and BetMGM Sports is giving new customers a chance to win $100 in free bets when they place a $1 bet on the Notre Dame game. And if Notre Dame scores a touchdown, you win. And use bonus code DC100. All you have to do is sign up and make your first wager to take advantage of this offer. With the basketball and baseball seasons coming to exciting conclusions, there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM Sports is the king of sportsbooks. Go all in on the action with parlay bonus payouts, boosted odds specials, daily promotions, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code DC100 to win $100 in free bets when you wager $1 on the Notre Dame game. And if Notre Dame scores a touchdown, you win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Here is Greg Thomas with your latest Mortgage Minute, where you can gain an edge on your next mortgage. Hey, we're seeing a lot of angst out there in the market right now. There's a lot of transactions. People are taking advantage of refinances and these really low rates that are out there. But I am noticing there's a lot of anxiety, and I'm talking to my clients often, trying to set expectations expectations of when things are final and when things are not quite into focus yet. Things like your homeowner's insurance, appraisal invoice, title work invoice, all these different third parties that we rely on to get your loan completed will come in throughout the transaction, but we don't have them readily available in the beginning, so we use a guesstimate. As a consumer, you need to know this. You're more protected now than you ever have been. Come see us today. Our local operations team will be sure to have your back. Contact Greg anytime for your purchase and financing needs at 260-234-4700 or at teamthomaslending.com. Work with a lender you can trust to get your deal done. All loans subject to underwriting approval. Certain restrictions apply. Call for details. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029. Rick Thomas, NMLS 138839. With salads, smoothies, and sandwiches. Go to MyDealsFortWayne.com right now to grab this offer for Well-Grounded Cafe and watch for more brand new deals coming soon. That's MyDealsFortWayne.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports. Finishing up the regular season of high school football. That's Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, we're talking local sports of all sorts. And, and before we get to sectional matchups and such, I, I just want to take this time 
to give a shout out to the area and in statewide athletic directors. These are people who had the kids' best interest at heart when when teams had late cancellations due to COVID restrictions, etc. And they weren't the team that was uh, restricted. They went out and, and they banded together and found teams that would be willing to play them on very, very short notice. And you have no idea what the game ops part of a, a high school football game entails. And uh, Or if you do, you'll appreciate this. But the athletic directors, uh, and especially for the, the senior class, the seniors, their final year, this is what they've played from, from youth football, from the, the peewee football on up and uh, to play their senior season in high school for the colors of their school and for their teammates that they've uh, been through the wars with uh, throughout the years. These guys uh, also a tip of the cap to the athletic directors and what they've done and uh, and how they've 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 done it and uh, with without regard to hey it's going to be extra work for me uh, they've they've done it uh, we salute you thank you very much for what you do. No doubt. And, and the coaches, too. The coaches, you know, scrambling around to try to find games and and dealing with kids out and whether it's quarantine or otherwise. I mean, it's it's been and talking to Coach Kurt Tippin last night after I interviewed him, you know, it's just it's been an altogether different experience for everybody this year and it's it's really much uncharted territory for everyone involved and even when you're put into a scenario where kids need to be quarantined you're trying to figure out about contact tracing and who was where and how long and all that it's 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 quite the endeavor um not just in school which is a altogether different thing but on the practice field and in meetings so uh, here we are entering week 10, the postseason. Who thought we would get here relatively intact? But I also feel like with the issues we've seen recently with Heritage, with Adams Central, with Homestead, I do really believe that we're going to have a couple local teams that see their team, their season end not on a loss on the field, but via quarantine. Uh, I feel like it's inevitable that somebody is going to have the uh, an outbreak or a quarantine situation sometime in the postseason, and you can't not play the playoffs for two weeks. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, luckily, Heritage and Adam Central will be okay heading into next week. Luckily, Homestead has that, that bye next week to allow them uh, an additional week. But, you know, whereas you could cancel games in the regular season – and to no effect of the postseason, now that the playoffs are here, that's not the case. Yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, Coach Kurt Tipman. What about Coach Chad Zolman, who, yeah. who the first week of the season had to deal with his starting linebacking core being out uh, due to exposure, and then at the, the end of the season, his offensive line plus uh, were, were out. And not to mention, not only that, but he himself yeah, he had to quarantine. quarantine for a week, right? and, and Sean Harkness took over and got the win, Sean, right? And, uh, <laughs> Do it Sean will remind yeah. you. And, uh, Even when you don't ask him. <laughs> but, but you know, Chad Zolman has gone through, he could write a book. 
right. uh, you know how COVID affected my life in 2020, <laughs> and uh, in and and here he is, right, ringing the victory bell ringing this morning. Ringing the bell again, and you made the good point, Jim, earlier that we did not have a single SAC game canceled this season because of COVID, and I think a that's a testament to the teams and the programs, but also the more players you have, and you know you have a lot of 4A, 5A, 6A teams in the SAC, the bigger that roster, the more capable you are of sustaining losses via COVID and still being able to field a football team. But you get down at some of those other conferences in 3A, 2A, 1A, they just don't have the depth to be right. able to go out and play when they're missing six, seven, eight guys. So uh, a great job by the SAC to get the the, the, the season uh, played to its conclusion, not missing any games, but it also is a much more favorable for a conference the size of the SAC because of the ability to uh, recover and, and replace losses, similar to what we saw Homestead do last night up, up front. Of course, we've got the postseason uh, starting for several of the classes next week. Uh, class 6A uh, will not see games, nor will Class 5A, because those are going to split and they don't have as many teams. So that's why they get that first week off and you know, and, and you go from there. But uh, Class 6A, Sectional 3 is Carroll and Warsaw, followed by uh, Snyder at Homestead. And, uh, and even that one is shaping up at this point in time to be uh, uh, an intriguing matchup there. So uh, that's sectional three in class 6A, sectional 11 in class 5A, Northrop at Northside, and then Anderson heads to 8 and 1 Bishop Dwenger. So those are games that uh, down the road. But then uh, let's get to class 4A and uh, two sectionals that, that I really enjoy uh, watching the games. Sectional 19 in class 4A. You've got Columbia City at East Noble, and, and you alluded to this one. Uh, this is going to be, once again, a, a, a tough task at this point in time for Columbia City. It, it could be two teams going in different directions right now. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, and it's at East Noble. And it, and it used to be if it was at East Noble because they were one of the first to have field turf and they built their team around speed and the field turf and all that. But now just everybody's got field turf. Yes. You got to take that out of the equation. But East Noble at home, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a drive for anybody. So, yeah. um, you know, Columbia City's heading to East Noble. Three quarters when they met in Kendallville a couple weeks ago. East Noble added a couple fourth quarter touchdowns to win 27 to 10. So, you know, I, I think Greg Bolt, despite the loss last night did get back on track i think he looked a little shaky week seven week eight and talking to him even he, he said you know i just got, I got into some bad habits those for those couple weeks i think he responded admirably last night obviously on the short end of of the scoreboard but uh, an encouraging night offensively for columbia city last night and that was their achilles heel against east noble and east and against leo so can they bounce back found some things to work Hopefully T.J. Bedwell comes out. Uh, you know, he he left the game after uh, in the second half with an injury. Didn't look to be serious, but the the impact he made in the first half of that game mm. was uh, was incredible. So that could be a uh, a interesting matchup, just one of of several in the first round in sectional 19. Yes, other games happen.
have Angola at DeKalb. Both of these teams were uh, defeated last evening. Leo at Northridge. Uh, Leo winners last night. They're 8-1. and one. Northridge defeated last night? They were. They Six. lost uh, Nabishawaka. So they are 6-2 and two coming into uh, the that play. So um, it'll be interesting to see. What uh, what you know what Leo gets in the in their first round uh, of action? Then you got Wawasee at Northwood uh, at the bottom part of that bracket. Sectional twenty, Marion at Mississinawa. Then New Haven at Southside, and you mentioned this too. The, the Bulldogs can't go to sleep on the Archers. No, uh, it, it's really much strength versus strength. A lot of uh, athletes on the field next week uh, at Southside. But we saw, you know, South really give Huntington North the game last year in the postseason. Mm-hmm. We saw, um, you know, I think it was 2016 that that uh, that South went out and beat a solid Leo team. 30, like 25-point win, 33-9 to nine maybe. So... Uh, you know, Southside is capable of doing it, and if New Haven isn't ready to play football, Southside can definitely clip them. So uh, keep an eye on that one next week. Now another NE8 versus SAC game, Huntington North at Wayne. That's another intriguing matchup, yeah. too, I, I feel, because Wayne has athletes. They've gotten better. They're they're reasonably young, um, but the, they've they've stuck together and playing some good football. Huntington North is, is what they want to do is they want to run the football, grind it out, but do they have the speed and the edges to contain uh, Wayne from, try, from turning the corner on the outside? And I think that'll be the big question, and I actually like Wayne at home next week, despite their one and eight record. And the final game in sectional twenty has Jay County winless on the season at Delta. Delta, there we we'll go. We'll take Delta, <laughs> and and I think they're the favorite in sectional twenty right now. A lot of solid teams in sectional twenty, but Delta is that one team that stands out above the rest. They went to New Pal last night and were very competitive against New Pal. I think they only lost by seven. So six and two, a little misleading on how good Delta is because they played one of the best teams in the state regardless of class last night. Went toe-to-toe with them for four quarters. In class three, a sectional 26 has Lakeland at Mishawaka Marion. Has has Marion lost yet? Mishawaka Marion is still undefeated uh, as seven and oh. They've had a couple games postponed, but they're the clear favorites in sectional 26. When you look at who could contend, maybe it's a gym town, but uh, yeah, I just feel Mishawaka Marion's the clear favorite in that sectional. Then we've got South Bend, Washington, and Tip Valley. And uh, you mentioned Jimtown at Garrett to face the Railroaders next week. And then uh, the final game in the bracket, Glenn at West Noble. West Noble now one and eight on the season. Yay. Better than Noah Nine. Glenn hovering around the 500 mark. And uh, now into sectional 27, Concordia at Peru. Um, Peru seven and two, so you'd look at that game and say, "Wow, that could be a danger." And I think Peru's better than they were a year ago, but Concordia handled it by fifty last year, so I feel like Concordia's got the edge. And we have not seen Peru when they have good teams able to match up against the good three A teams from this area, right? Yeah, just just looking at, at who Concordia looks at across the line yeah, of scrimmage right? every single week, and have played them so tough, and and arguably the best defense out of all ten teams yeah. in the Summit Athletic Conference, and uh, yeah, that's uh, you know I don't I don't think Concordia will fear 
anyone going into the postseason. No, I don't think so. I think Concordia gets a, a win. I, they do have a tough road in that. They're going to have to face two solid opponents. Peru is solid. They'll have to show up there. Then they'll probably have to go to Oak Hill in week in the second week of the postseason, a 6-3 and three team. So those are two reasonably tough opponents. They're going to be favored in both. But if you're looking at a team that has the easy road, quote-unquote easy, and I'm sure Josh Garberger will eject to this, but Norwell gets Heritage to start. Then they play McConaughey or Northwestern in that mm-hmm. second round. So uh, when we're looking at easy roads to a sectional championship game in this sectional, much easier for Norwell. Definitely, and and the, yeah, those are the games in the in the rest of that bracket as well. Class. The problem is, it, real quick, the problem is with whoever wins that sectional will play either Chittard or West Lafayette in the regional. Yeah, have fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so maybe I retract that statement about that. <laughs> just enjoy the sectional. No, yeah. just say that. Class two, a sectional thirty-five, Woodland at Prairie Heights. Uh, uh, Woodland, I like Woodland in this one, which is which is good for them. Any, in, you know. Well, they're they're due they're a Prairie due. Heights game. I'm, and, and yeah, that's not, true. Not they're, yeah. trying to be, you know, nasty toward Prairie Heights or anything like that. But um, hey, Woodland, like I said, uh, hit by hit hard by graduation yeah. after last season. Sherwood Haydock uh, heads over to Wayne. Mike Smith is, is is the new head coach there, putting in his system. So there is a whole lot of. First times being, uh, yeah. you know, taking place in at Woodland. So, uh, yeah, to get Prairie Heights in the first round. Then, if you know, if successful against Prairie Heights, then Woodland will get the winner of East Side at Bluffton. Yeah, and Both. you talked about that uh, sure earlier about East Side uh, Bluffton's strength of schedule or. Or not, you know, how, right. how strong was their schedule? Well, I, I think that leaves open to, to question is their only loss was a lopsided loss to South Adams. Didn't play Adams Central, but what we felt like that would be a much better barometer game for Bluffton than anything else on their schedule. I, I feel like Eastside is the far more impressive 8-1 and one football team than Bluffton is, but maybe the Tigers come and come out that they have some offensive weapons. Uh, I feel like they have something to prove, but can they do it against Eastside? I feel there are better matchups in the area, I think, than this one, even though this is the sexiest matchup when you look at records. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Eastside right now is the much better football team. Whitco at 3-6 and six Bishop Lures. And, and as we talked, you know, they don't... You know, you, you can't uh, you can't lay down on any Bishop Lewis team right. in the postseason. One, much like Concordia, you know they go through the rigors the first uh, eight nine weeks of the season, and then you've got Central Noble at unbeaten Fairfield. You know, uh, Fairfield comes into this with the unblemished record in that sectional. However. However, you know, it's it's tough because they haven't played a team the caliber of Bishop Lewers. And Bishop Lewers, Fairfield in the, in the second round will be a fascinating matchup. We saw Bishop Lewers fall short against Eastside last year. And the Eastside was a, is a better team this year than they were last year. So, uh, it, But I think Bishop Lewers is also better. So when you throw Carson Clark, who's found his rhythm at quarterback, Sir Hale is a very exceptional, multifaceted athlete, plays both ways. Brody Glenn is a good receiver getting downfield on the outside. Those are weapons that, that Fairfield hasn't necessarily faced yet this year. But conversely, 
Defending that triple option of Fairfield, easier said than done. Does Bishop Lewis have the defensive discipline to handle that Falcons offense? I think that's the storyline heading into week two, if both are successful at home next Friday. And other games uh, in the... uh the sectional, what we talked about, Central Noble of Fairfield. Going to, to Class 1A, Sectional 43. Tri-Central at Westdale. And then uh, Madison Grant, uh, whoever survives that will play Madison Grant. Uh, they uh, they got the first round by in that one. Union City at South Adams. And then Monroe Central at Taylor. Um, South Adams, uh, you know, don't want to put anything in front of anything else. But right. Uh, South Adams looks to be the class of this sectional 43. Yeah, they look like the class. Uh, I, I you know, Tri-Central could be sneaky tough. That's a team that went to Sheridan and, and shut them out earlier this year. Now, Sheridan's a little bit down uh, traditionally. Um, so that could be a difficult matchup, I feel, for South Adams, at least early on. They've handled Monroe Central already this year, who should come out of the bottom part of the bracket. So when you're looking at challenges in this sectional, you're kind of reaching but South Adams, the clear favorite in this one, if they show up for three straight weeks, they'll get to the regional. And, of course, sectional 44, Adams Central at Fremont. Um, the Flying Jets uh, taking on a, a team from the Northeast Corner Conference. I mean, it's an improved Fremont team. For sure, and uh, it's a better team. Adam Central, um, it was a lot of Blake Hirely again last night. You know, may rest in some guys that they're going to get back next week. So that will be key for Adam Central. I, I just in that sectional, I'm looking at at Southwood there at the bottom part of the bracket mm-hmm. at nine and zero, and that's a legit Southwood nine and zero team. We talk about Peru. Well, you know, seven and two is a legit. We've seen Southwood have success in the past in the postseason, and so they have a bit of a rivalry too. That Adam Central going, meeting a lot lately in the playoffs. So Southwood, Southwood a legit 9-0. I feel like they're the biggest threat to Adam Central and the biggest threat to a potential Adam Central-South Adams rematch in the regional. Yes, because uh, Adam Central, if successful, will take on the winner of Cherubusco at Triton. And then in the other bracket, it's North Miami at Caston. Uh, those are teams that have, have struggled well below 500. And as you said, Northfield, the Norths go to uh, Southwood. Uh, and in Southwood, uh, like I said, it, yeah, unbeaten. Legit. And it's, yes, they are. Those are the games uh, that are taking place on Friday night and, uh, and Saturday. Now, the uh, Heritage... Bluffton game is Saturday, correct? Heritage Norwell. Heritage Norwell, I'm sorry. will be Saturday. So not sure if that will be a same 7 o'clock kickoff or they'll move it to the afternoon. Not sure. But, you know, Heritage needs that extra day of practice to make sure all those kids are eligible and Norwell obliged. So, right? A lot lot going on. Nine games in the books. And then we've got sectionals starting next week. Wow. It's it's been a it's been a busy talk in sports this morning. Oh, before we uh, go, want to wish a happy birthday to former Fort Wayne Comet, Mr. Lincoln Kaylee Schrock. Hey, hey. So I and I think he he probably turns I don't know twenty two twenty. He looks like it. He, he's my baseball teammate. So um, 
you know, he, he's one of those guys that I think could probably, as a waistline, he could probably still wear youth pants. You know? <laughs> it's one of those guys. One of those guys. Yeah, and I need a maternity panel on my <laughs> pants. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's just as fun on the on the ball diamond as he was on the on the hockey rink. And, uh, you know, love that he's a teammate. It's great. Well, that's going to do it for Talking Sports for his Saturday, October 17, 2020. Thanks for the text. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. Support our sponsors. Don't forget on Twitter, we're at Talking Sports 1380. And uh, we are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so you can hear a replay of this show. And if you missed anything on uh, any of those or at ESPN or at uh, thefanfortwayne.com, excuse me, and uh, you can uh, get the podcast from there. But that's going to do it. For Justin Kenny. I'm Jim Shovelin. Have a great week, everybody. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. From opening night to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, don't miss a second of the NFL this season. Hi, this is Scott Graham of Westwood One. Join our crew each week for the best in primetime NFL action. Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night football. The NFL's biggest stars shine on the brightest stage. Westwood One is the exclusive national radio home of the NFL. And it's right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Do you remember the high school cheer? Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? I do. And the high school teams in our community appreciate all of you. They need to hear your voice loud and proud more than ever before. They need your enthusiasm. They need your attendance at their games and meets. And they need for you to follow virus protocols, get a flu shot so that they can have a great year. Your positive, supportive voice is appreciated more than you know. I'm Chris Kaufman. And I'm Sandra Walter. We're both assistant commissioners at the IHSAA. Thank you again for your enthusiastic support of high school sports. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.